What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. We got a ringer for you today before we get started. The message of the week. This comes from Fred Wilcox, the famous classic film director. And he said, progress always involves risk. You can't steal second base and still keep your foot on first. With that, I would like to introduce my guest today. He is the founder of Full Circle Investment Group out of Hampton Roads, Virginia. He also, his company also runs wholesalingoutofthebox.com. I would like to welcome to the show, Sean Bowen. Get ready for this one, everybody. What's up, Sean? Bowen! Oh, God, I <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, hiccup. He, he, he'll do the butt wrestling game. He's no good. <laughs> the touch butt in the park? <laughs> the touch butt guy. He, uh, he do the hustle. Oh my God. If I'd have known, man, I would have worn on my Hasquarch. But uh, so my, my brother and I, Jacob Fox, who used to train with Sean in Virginia, uh, he, he and I started a little, he was on the show last month and we started a little Instagram live, you know, kind of revolving around martial arts. And he always wears his Salo Hibero gi and Sean. Oh, has, that guy. That guy's. He, uh, he was pick up the, the torch and carry the, carry the hod through the uh through the wilderness <laughs> it's amazing so is this at your place where are you at yeah shrine there yeah so when the whole COVID thing broke out right um you know you can't go so i turned my gym my garage into like a gym and uh i got the match down and um obviously put you know lineage up and the yeah. flag and uh, i'm really big into the whole respect part of martial arts so absolutely you know the lineage that comes with it the respect that comes with it all that kind of stuff is like really important to me so we had some guys probably two months outside of that come and start training because they could go anywhere and train yeah. so it was like old school right back to the roots in the garage it was really fun so um yeah i set the whole thing up and uh i put that thing together and you know did the lineage on it and then um of course in here my wife does crossfit She's a CrossFit uh -huh. instructor for CrossFit headquarters. So nice. she, uh, she's got her own little setup over there with everything that she needs. And then uh, she's also been virtual with doing some of her job stuff. So, yeah, man, it's been cool. I've enjoyed yeah. it. It's been a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun building it and training in here and um, having the guys there. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we, we've done the same. We, we broke up into in a few little pods. And I've got one in the basement of my building. The landlord said, you know, use it freely. And uh, nice. we put some mats down. And like my my youngest daughter is always down there with me because our yeah. older two are in virtual school and my wife's a teacher. So she's teaching virtually. And they're all like, you got to get her out of here. So my two-year-old is down there. And it's like me and three <laughs> other dudes throwing each other around. And she just like hops on the mat and she'll do the warm up with us and everything. And I just keep telling the guys like, this has to have been what it was like early on. You know, and Horry and Gracie was like totally. setting up in his garage and the kids were there just romping around and and he would just like he was a dishwasher and just like bringing guys through. I'm like, this is this is some throwback stuff. And the, the great part about it is you see who's like really, really dedicated, you know, like when things were easy and the school was set up and all you had to do was show up and like throw your gi on. You know, there were a lot of people that were dedicated and would come all the time. But then like this pressure hit and a lot of people were like, man, I don't know what to do. And it was just like. We just work it out, man. We just work yeah. it out. And and I love, you know, I've been just saying to you yesterday, I love to always tie in the martial arts values into business because it applies so much. And like, how does that not apply to business and what's happened over the last? So we have the whole, we got the whole hour to unpack this. You caught me <laughs> off guard with the gi though, man. That's so great. That's so fantastic. <laughs> I really love it. Um, uh. So let, give everybody a little, we'll talk about jujitsu again shortly. Give them, give them the business background and, uh, and your real estate investment experience. Yeah. So I started back in 2010. Um, it was kind of an accidental thing and I had a contracting business and, um, mm -hmm. ended up winning to like a local real estate group and was trying to draw up some more business. And uh, met a lady there that was actually the president at the time. And she's still a member today. Her name's Patty Robertson. And um, she kind of took me under her wing. And um, she was like, hey, you know, if you want to learn this business, I'll teach it to you. You discount your product. Um, and I was just kind of like, I don't have any money. Like, I don't have that kind of money. I can't do that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. And um, she 
really like took me under her wing and I discounted my work and really started to like stick beside her and learn a lot. And in the first year, she taught me about um, this thing called wholesaling, which mm-hmm. was she basically got a, a house under contract and then sold that piece of paper to somebody for like five or 10 grand. And I was like, no way, that's hokey pokey. That's not real. That's not ha- That sounds like total BS because I'd never heard of it. And sure enough, that was the start of it. And then um, I started doing that. So I started to learn how to market and find deals and then started rehabbing homes on my own and then went off on my own. And I've been doing it ever since. So uh, we hold so a portfolio probably- of rentals and we do some fix and flips and then we, mm-hmm. we wholesale paper. So uh, coming from the contracting background helped with that whole situation. It did. Actually, the only thing it really helped me with was understanding that it's not where I wanted to be anymore. <laughs> like it hey, was man. cool to understand the work and understand yeah. the ins and outs of it. The The differences between being the investor side versus the, um, the, the actual doing the work guy, yes. the contractor, it's just night and day difference. The talk is different. The mm-hmm. expectations are different. The attitudes are different. Just everything is different, right? Yeah. So it was a lot of retraining myself of how to talk people and do business with people that were in the business world instead of the contracting world. So yeah, it was a huge shift. Um, at the time when I found jujitsu, so back in 2011 is when I started. Um, and that just kind of like, like you said, business and martial arts, it was, it was actually a really good find, uh, changed me as a person. It made me a better person. Um, you know, you can't go out and get all banged up and then try to go train the next day. So that didn't work. So that was kind of cool. But the aspect of just being real with yourself, being real with other people, it, it transcends like right into business and it just made me a better business person overall. It's also a really good disconnect, you know, shutting it down from work and then getting to go train and two hours of training to shut your brain off. It's been awesome. Yeah, one hundred percent. I always tell people. So I, I own a restaurant, and I'm involved in another, a few other businesses uh, in Brooklyn. I'm sitting in my restaurant right now. Um, if I hadn't had, I started training right before we opened the restaurant. We had we had just opened three other places, and this one was like getting ready to open when I started training. And if I hadn't started, I swear I would have burned them all to the ground. <laughs> and it was like fantastic to like be able to break away like the the dojo was it you know it used to be just a few doors down from the restaurant so i just always had a a, a clean gi packed in a bag ready to go as soon as there were it was a free hour i was like let me go even if things were good i was like let me just go because <laughs> something's gonna happen and it's I've, I've got a lot of friends who are contractors and a number who have gone from contracting into into something similar to what you're doing and uh they thought it was a good move and it's the same like the restaurant industry you know it's, it's all about self-realization. You know, you put yourself in these situations and I think jujitsu helps a lot with that where like you can't lie on the mat, right? You can talk a bunch of smack. You can be like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up, man. And when it comes down to it, you'd be like, man, I didn't do it. And everybody knows. And it's like, yeah. you know, it helps you like really confront yourself and be honest with your abilities and what you really want out of things. And, and I started to realize the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to cook forever. I don't want to bartend forever. This is okay for now. It's cool. I like owning a restaurant. It's fun. But yeah, to think about like, what are the other, but it's really great because what I've discovered is I don't have to let it go, but there's so many other really fantastic possibilities similar to kind of what you got into. I'm, I'm curious more about the, I like, I'm, I'm very familiar with the like fix and flip, but, but can you elaborate a little bit more, especially for people that are listening that aren't familiar with like the, the, the selling of the piece of paper you, you've alluded to a couple of times? Yeah. So without too, without deep diving too far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not too far in the, in the state of Virginia. And, I, and this is pretty much across the United States that I'm aware of with other people that do the same business. When you contract up on a piece of paper, you don't have to be a real estate agent. It's just like all of us when we buy and sell real estate, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you were selling and I come to you and I say, I want to buy your home, I give you documentation. It says I'm buying it. And now I have what's called equitable interest. So I can sell that interest, right? I can sell that piece of paper to somebody and make money, which in return, they step in my position. So Mm -hmm. you have two forms. You have a purchase and sale agreement and you have an assignment of contract. So we go out, we find these properties with the intentions of taking them down to either rehab them, hold them, do all the other stuff creative wise, or we can sell that paper off. And we do that. It's called an assignment of contract and we sell it for a spread. 
So if we have it for $100,000 and we sell it to another investor for 110, then they step into our position. They come in and step into the entire position. They fund it, they pay it. And then on the closing documentation, we get paid our fee. Mm-hmm. So in essence, we're selling the paper, which in this case sounds like $10,000. We are, but <clears throat> I think a lot of people under, don't understand when they hear that big number, if it's a big number to them, everything that's involved there's operations, there's marketing costs, there's taxes, there's fees. So like the gross $10,000, we're not netting $10,000. So yeah, it's a very, um, it's a very lucrative transactional business that you can make a really good living off of. Um, But the foundation of it for us was just to get deals in the pipeline. So we got really good at marketing and we were like, well, if we can source our own deals and make it a vertical transaction, we mm-hmm. can source the deal, we can sell it. We can source the deal and rehab it, source it and hold on to it, source it and owner finance it. We got a lot of creative things that we do mm-hmm. inside of that one platform, which is, I call it the foundation. Everybody needs to find the deal. And if the guy that finds the deal is the guy that controls it, as long as you get it under the right number. And and are these typically individual like private homes or are yep. they sometimes like larger uh complexes so it can go both ways you can get into we we've done multifamily we've done um single family we've done commercial buildings we've done land it can be done with anything Mm -hmm. um the biggest piece of this is knowing your numbers right yeah so if i contract up at a hundred thousand dollars knowing that the other person is going to be able to buy it for me for 110 and then put their money into it and do whatever they want either buy and hold, fix and flip, develop, whatever it is. That's the most important part is understanding those numbers. But yeah, it can yeah. be done with anything. It's, yeah. it's literally um, the oldest thing since time, right? <laughs> Getting something under contract for a lower price and selling it for a higher price. <laughs> right. The oldest game ever. I mean, that's the essence of, of transaction. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's, it's just like, if you're if you're retailing like whatever you know whatever you're doing you're, you're always flipping it for for some sort of profit because otherwise what would be the point yeah. <laughs> you know otherwise you could just grow your own food and yeah. kill your own food and you wouldn't need all this business yeah to the to the to your world and the restaurant world right like you buy a i'm just going to use liquor for example you buy a sure. bottle of liquor you sell it for x amount of dollars per drink there's a crazy amount of markup right same thing with food. You buy it, you have the prep time, and then you sell it. So, like, it's the same thing. It's just in a transactional, yeah. <laughs> transactional yeah, yeah. piece that it's not really talked about. It's not really known about. Um, it's getting more prominent now because there's guys out there that are promoting it a lot more. But when I got back in in 2010, it, I, it was just I didn't know about it. Like, yeah. how am I going to take this piece of paper and sell it for five to eight to ten thousand dollars? And I was just like, bullshit. That's not happening. <laughs> There's no way because we're all brought up in a work so much, so many hours, make so much money. Um, and that's, I mean, that's how I was brought up, right? In a very blue collar yeah. way. Um, so, yeah, changing your mindset there was crazy because they're like, what are you worth an hour? Whatever I negotiate. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much what it works really? out to. So. Sweet. We're going to take a quick break. All right. Hang tight. Cool. The rest of you hang tight. We'll be back in just a few. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. 
We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. everybody welcome back if you're just tuning in we are speaking today with sean bowen he is the founder of full circle investment group which also operates wholesaling out of the box he's based out of hampton roads virginia he's also an avid jiu-jitsu practitioner we have a little history together with that via my brother <laughs> he's rocking the 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 gi today the shallow wearing the gi you put that um, gi you cannot lie so these guys came into the restaurant last night. They must have been, they they appeared to be Portuguese, uh, Portuguese not Brazilian, right. but right. I could hear the accent. And like we, we I, my chefs are from West Africa and they also speak some Portuguese and we throw around some slang, you know, here in the restaurant. Like that, all I know is like <laughs> Brazilian slang. I don't know any words. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's the only like proper word Boha. I know. I, well, I had to like, Ohio. I had to, we had to censor ourselves because I was like, yo, these dudes are going to light us up. I, like, I realized they were speaking Portuguese. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yo, yo, chill, chill, chill. Because <laughs> you know? we will, we'll yell across the restaurant. I'll just be like, whoa. And like, that's, that's how we communicate with each other. That's awesome. It's really funny. And I was like, oh, not today, guys. Let's, let's settle it down just for, for a couple hours. <laughs> um, so you were talking about, about like flipping paper a minute ago. I'm curious, how does, how does your particular, uh, approach to real estate differ from like a real estate investment trust or like a real estate investment group where there are like management companies that you're investing in, or does it fall in under one of those categories? I would say we are a turnkey company, right? So my idea when I started this was just, Hey, I'll be able to buy, I'll be able to find my own deals and mm-hmm. then I'll be able to do those deals. And I made a bigger profit spread. So but then I started building on top of it. I said, well, I can have a construction aspect to it. I can have a management aspect to it. And then I can have a, almost like a banking aspect to it. Right. So if you look at that from a vertical, I would say we're, we're smaller in the company size, right? But like, we're trying to do the, the big company mentality. Mm. So we source the deals, we can fix the deals, but we can also do it with guys that want to invest. Right. So for example, we have guys that come to us all the time, you know, Hey, I've got three, four, I mean, hundred thousand and you get to get lower guys. I got 20, 30, 40 grand. I want to put to work. How do I do that? Where can I do it? Um, so we don't do the, we very strict guidelines, you know, play by the rules. Um, so making sure that each deal is done or its own LLC, um, it's either a buy and hold where it has like a three year term on it. 30 year amortization with a fixed interest rate. Um, or they can come in for like a fix and flip, take a first deed or a first deed position, a second deed position based on cost and loans, uh, set interest rate and then out the door in six months. Right. So we offer a few different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always building capital <clears throat> guys are always, especially right now. Um, the market was so volatile this year, especially with COVID, right? Yeah. And I'm not really big into politics. I don't really speak too much on it, but I know that we're in the year of an election. So you have a lot of guys, you know, with capital trying to figure out what they want to do. So fortunately, we've been able to build a pretty good substantial group with guys like that. Hey, I want to get a return on my investment. Um, I want it to be safe. I want to know who you are. Uh, I want to know you as a company, you know, and what, what it looks like. So, yeah. We, we do it from base level to selling the paper to um, helping guys making a return on their investments as well as us making a return on our investment where 
we put our money where our mouth is. <laughs> yeah. For are, sure. Are, are people typically just flipping those properties or are they using them as rentals as like long-term ownership? Yeah. So a lot of the guys that we're working with are looking to put that capital to work long-term, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, an example would be, <clears throat> we'll go six, 7% APR and we'll back it up with a first deed of trust and let that sit in play. Uh, the way we write it is a 30-year amortization with a three-year call. So that way that they're, they can see that they're committed for the first three years, but if they want to get out in three years, right. they're good, or they, maybe they can stay on. It's up to them. Um, it, just, it allows them to get that movability and not feel trapped. Right. We do say that you got to commit at least three years with us. Um, but outside of that, like we're good. If that does it, if you want to go, you roll out, that's fine. Let's do it. Um, but there's different levels of investment. I'm sure you're realizing that, but most yeah. guys are like, ah, Sean, I don't want to be in for three years. Let's do like a, let's do a, let's do a dating scene first. Let's do, <laughs> let's go hang out for like a year or six months, do a fix and flip. Let me get comfortable with you first. Um, right. And let's try that and see what happens. Right. So yeah, we've got a few different platforms we offer the fix and flip, the buy and hold, and then transactional. Um, so we've got guys that just want to close a deal, make a quick buck or two and yeah. then be done. So you kind of got like the appetizer, like you said, the dating yeah. kind of thing. It's just like, let's just, let, let's see how, let's see if yeah. we jive. And so you can just do that real quick, but then all long, all the way up to like 30 year investments. Well, 30 year, meaning the way we write it as an right. amortization well, on yeah, a mortgage. Yeah, so right. to make guys comfortable and then solid up on the DOT, but I'll give a real example. Uh, we had a guy come to me about two weeks ago. It was like, Sean, I've got like 30 grand. I want to put to work. I was like, okay, cool. What, like, what kind of return you want on it? And he's like, I don't know if I can get between five and seven, I'm good. I'm at like one and two in the market. I was like, okay, cool. I'll tell you what, I got a little deal going down. It's going to take about four or five days because of what we're doing was like transactional funding. We take it down, we close on it. We own it for a few days and we turn right back around and sell it to somebody else. Um, and he was like, okay, cool. I'll be part of that. And he was like, how much? And I was like, I'll pay you a thousand dollars to use your money for like four days. He's like, bullshit. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll show you. So he did it and he, you know, everything worked out like it normally does. And he came back and he was like, how can we do more of those? And I was like, here's how we do it. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it works on both accounts to, you know, maybe I'm not comfortable with working that guy or lady or whoever sure. that person is, <clears throat> you know, like when the money goes hard, you, we talk about this ahead of time. When it goes real, that's when either people are comfortable or they're not right. They're either on the phone every day asking questions or they're not. So the expectations out of the way say, Hey guys, every week we're going to give you an update of the project or every two weeks or leave the expectations out there so that they know what's happening so that we can get comfortable about what's going to happen during the transaction. Instead of the money goes hard, hundred thousand dollars and week one day one, it's all like, what's up, what's up, what's up. And you're like, Whoa, bro. <laughs> yeah. Pump the brakes. Here's how we do this. And that's helped a lot since I changed that about five years ago to set the level of expectation, what's to happen, what's not to happen, how much do you want to be involved, do you not want to be involved, that kind of stuff. Right. So th- they have options of how, how engaged they they want to be with the properties. Do you all manage all the properties that way or do they get involved in that as well where they're like, the can they be like the face of the property or they're just no. – they're their back. He said, nah. <laughs> yeah, it's just sitting in the background, uh, money guys, if they want to be involved in the transaction part of it, that would have to be a fix and flip, right? That's mm-hmm. about the only time they can really get involved, which they can. And I'd allow them meaning like, Hey, here's how we operate. If you want to be involved in this, you're more than welcome to, but we don't change selections. We don't change scope of work. Like we don't do these changes because we have an operation that works. We have a system mm-hmm. that's very organized and it's very operational to the fact of like A, B, and C. I don't want you to come in with these HDTV ideas and be like, I want to do that. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we can't do that, man. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I think we just let, put that out front. You know, like yeah. if you just want to get a return, great. This is probably the window you want to work in. If you want to be involved and you want to feel like the HDTV moment, here's how you can get close to that. But not going to let you get too close to get burned or screw up the operation that we're doing. Right. Right. Especially if they don't have the history. So you have to protect both ends. You have to, you have to protect their interests by laying the roadmap out, constant communication, which is super important in, in every industry. Right. Like if I got communication, 
<clears throat> yeah, but if I've got like people waiting on food and I don't say, hey, this is what we learned that so early on in the restaurant industry, you know, like things are a little behind. Like if you just go say something, just something. Hey, all guys. good. Hey, guys, we know you're here. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all you got to do, you know, and then they're like, oh, OK, but if you don't and they're sitting there stewing and you say nothing, boy, people can really talk themselves to the edge of the cliff, can't they? Oh, yeah. Everybody's mind starts wandering in places that you can't control. And it's just like any type of relationship. I don't care if it's business, personal. It doesn't matter what it is. Communication yeah. is the most important part. If you can't have an open line of communication, people will go to their own ideas. So there should be managed ahead of time. How am I going to work with you? How are you going to work with me? How are we going to make this a very easy transaction and not, mm. well, why don't I know this? Or why don't I know that? And I haven't got I haven't gotten that down pat in like one or two times. That was over years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when the guys do come to me, Sean, I want to do this, I want to do that, we're probably just not a good fit. You know, like I know that because I've tried it. I've screwed yeah. up. I've tried to let it change and step into my world. And it's like, no, I have a really good organization. I have a really good structure going on here. We can show you returns, we can show you timelines, we can give you KPIs. Like we're very analytical. So let us do what we're good at and let us help you give you the opportunity to invest in that, knowing that it's a very safe return um, versus in a volatile situation. You can't control. I can pretty up a house. I can't pretty up a stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that right there is the quote of the week. I can pretty up a house. I can't pretty up a stock. Exactly. Boy, yeah. if you learn both. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous. yeah. Exactly. Dangerous. Wow. That's great. That's really awesome. Cool. All right. We're going to we're going to head to another break here. We'll be back in just a few everybody. Hang tight. We'll check in in just a minute. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness i'm sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant and on my show the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we will touch upon all these topics and more listen live at our new time on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time that's the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thursdays 12 noon on talkradio.nyc curious person always asking questions do you desire to be in the know then join me antonia host of so now you know thursdays at 5 p.m at talkradio.nyc listen in as i attempt to satisfy that curiosity i will be talking with amazing everyday people join the fun so now you know on thursdays at 5 p.m at talkradio.nyc you're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Yes, yes, yes. Boa. Boa. Back at the game. Corallo. Corallo. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You're, you for sure have seen Uncle Hanach. That guy, he had trained with us many a time and uh, he uh, wrap, wrap, wraps me up with the uh, chest care and mother milk. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a brutal one. He, he, he's very heavy. 
Man. He's not so he's not so good lately though. I challenge him. Come. Yeah, right. Oh, you're here to my place. Let's go. Me too. Me too. I, I gave him a call out also. Um, <laughs> um, I'm curious because I've I've had a number of uh, real estate people locally here in New York, which is talk about a volatile market in 2020. Um, what's what's the scene like in? Are you you're in like all of Hampton Roads? You work like the whole the whole yeah. south southeast corner. Cool. Yeah, um, so we follow, uh, we can, we, we do marketing and we do deals from Williamsburg down to Isle of Wight County, which is right there at the North Carolina line. Yeah. And, uh, we've actually spread our wings up into like, uh, Fredericksburg, kind of around that area. Mm-hmm. We started to get up there. We have one of nice. our acquisitions guys <clears throat> that works up and travels back and forth to go see his family. So, uh, we've actually done a few deals up there. Cool. That's hot. That's hot real estate up there. Yeah. Coming off um, of that uh, DC traffic. Yep. So what what's the situation like there? I mean, here you know, like Midtown Manhattan has like emptied out essentially, um, and and depending on who I speak to in Brooklyn uh, and what company they're with, they're like the market's never been hotter in Brooklyn because all those people left Manhattan that kind of used to frown upon Brooklyn. Now all of a sudden it looks like the best place on earth to live. Um, (laughs) And then there's a couple others who are like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but in general, the, the consensus on the street is that that like residential Brooklyn is hot fire where like 12 foot wide, you know, wood frame row homes are going for over a million dollars, especially if they have a backyard, people are like upbidding on them. Um, what, what's it, what's it been like there this year in terms of just the real estate market, the housing market in general? Yeah, really good. Um, we're, uh, kind of insulated, so we don't mm-hmm. follow the same patterns as a lot of other places. Uh, military really insulate us being that three, four year turn. So, I mean, we don't really have guys go too far, too fast. And I would say retail numbers, if you stay under the 275, right at under 285 and the 170 mark, you know, you've got your enlisted and then you've got a few higher ranks that can get qualified for that number. So yeah. that's our sweet spot, right? Uh, townhomes is not over 180. Um, single family, one story ranchers, probably 250. And then you start getting up near the two-story, 2,100, you know, four-bedroom, two-bath. That's closer to the 300 mark. So, yeah, we're, I mean, we're pretty solid, but we don't feel, we don't feel the really hard bang where it goes really north. Yeah, it's just kind of right. a steady little rise and it stays. But, yeah, I mean, no inventory. Uh, anything that hits the market's gone in hours. You know, it's just whether it's on the market to be sold as a fix and flip or whether it's on the market to be bought as a finished out product mm-hmm. um in the back end like in the back market the back channels i guess is the best way to say it that's been stupid you got guys paying you know 10 15 000 over asking price kind of like the way it is in the on market stuff but they go fast you know like we this year i think we've 37 percent on our margin jump um because guys are like i need a deal and they know that huh. once it goes out, that it's gone, right? So there's not a there's not a chance of whether it's not going to sell or not. Right. It's just who the highest bidder is. But we don't play that highest and best game. I've, I've kept that pretty solid with our team. It's like, hey, you put the offer in, you give us no contingencies, you make it as clean as you can, you got the deal, right? Right. It's and, almost like gambling at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want the you know. I don't want the bidding war. I like to yeah. have a relationship with our guys that we work with that are buying from us. Like it's a solid deal. They know it's done. We know it's done. It's a, it's a good transaction. We're keeping moving forward. Um, there's a lot of guys that don't do that. And they're like, I got to squeeze every penny out of it. And I think yeah. that's a bad model because when it comes back to when the market does go off, <clears throat> it's going to go back when kind of like 2008, 2009, 2010, when I got in, right. I didn't realize it cause I didn't know any better, but, the things that are being bought for eighty thousand to one hundred thousand today were the same homes that were being bought for forty and eighty back in the day when I got in. So, I think we're looking at the next uh, huge generational wealth shift of the guys that are. I mean, there are there's so much cash sitting out there. It's I mean, it's dumb, dumb money. It's doing dumb things. Um, <laughs> but 
sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. But I know the guys that we're working with, you know, they they're getting good returns, and I'm looking forward to stacking up. And you know, hopefully, this next shift, I can be part of that generational wealth. And sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a it's a good opportunity for for a number of different people. They're like the the ones you were previously talking about. Like some people, you know, some you know less than spectacular people will cash in on this for sure. But smart people too. That it seems to me like what you're talking about, especially in the terms of building relationships. That's more of like I want this company to be around to weather like whatever shit comes down the pipe because clearly. <laughs> We're, we're more is going to come down if it shows up more like pandemic style, whatever, like the, the, the future is going to be different. You know, it's not yeah. going to operate the same way it did. Just like what happened post 2008, like it never kind of went back to, to the way it was prior to that. I think it's going to continue. But the people that build relationships are the people that are showing that, like, I want to be around when the dust yeah. settles. And and I think that's huge. I mean, I had to prove that uh, in, 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 you know, in a number of ways with our businesses as well. It's like you you know you have to take care of people in a way you know to a certain extent throughout all this yeah, especially I, I, right the now guys the guys that i learned from and i still learn from today and i this is i tell this to anybody watching this or hearing this replay man look to the older guys and those mm-hmm. are the guys you listen to they're not not everything is a scam and not everything is only about money i mean those the guys i learned from are the ones that taught me this is a relationship business sean this is a long-term play and if you're worried about the dollar today to not have the relationship tomorrow, you won't be in this business. Mm-hmm. And I really took that to heart after a few months slash the following year because I had guys come to me. You know, my name goes through the community. Sean can be an asshole, but at least he said he'll do it. When he said he's going to do something, he'll do it. You know, you might not like it, but he does what he said he's going to do. And I think it's more important to have that as a company name and know and let it run through than it is to worry about the almighty dollar. Like the relationships are more important, way more right. important. I, I've, I've gotten the same advice. Um, as someone came on the show, it was a real estate agent in New Jersey, said that back in, it must've been April. Like if you're worried about the transaction right now, man, the prognosis is not good. Like it's gotta yeah. be, it's gotta be about <laughs> relationship building. And then that will one day turn into dollars, but you can't, you can't think that way. You can't, you can't treat people that way and expect like a long-term ROI on that, yeah. on, on that whole thing. Um, so you, you also like in terms of relationship building as well, you, you, you're hosting a show yourself, right? You're, you're doing yeah. a live. You want to tell everybody about that a little bit and how that's, how that's helped that process. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's been, I like it's how been he smiles. <laughs> do you, tell me, do you, do you wear the gi in that? No. <laughs> you might want to, you might want to consider it. I, did, I, I like the idea, actually. I did this, uh, the gi thing with you guys because I saw it with Jacob. And we have a few guys that trained with us back in the day at Hybrid when Jacob was there. And mm-hmm. he was so tight with his accent in the Portuguese way. You had guys coming to the gym, they were like, thought he was Portuguese, you know? And it was so he funny. He told me. Where, we were like white belts back then and there's guys are still trained together today and we'll crack the jokes the same way. And then there was yeah. another trainer that talked like that. So no, <clears throat> that whole thing was because of you guys. And I, I was dying laughing. I was like, Oh my God, this is uh, awesome. I can't wait to do it. So nice. um, that was the reason I did that. Yeah. So the show that we have is wholesaling out of the box um, and wholesaling out of the box.com. A lot of that premised off of YouTube channels and podcasts that we've developed, uh, Ashley is the young lady that helps me do all this. And she's been a huge help um, and just helped us get through all this and build this kind of, I don't know, social media stuff that I'm not really good at. Um, I don't mind talking. I'm just not good with the whole social media stuff. So she's the one that helped build that. So yeah, if, if people are trying to check us out, it's wholesaling out of the box in podcast and YouTube channels. Um, we speak to everything that goes with wholesaling. Um, <clears throat> I do a time in my you know, wholesale. Um, I do those on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we get in there for about 10 or 15 minutes and uh, just go live talking about something specific. Uh, and we had laid that out. So we'll stop that show at the end of this year and then we'll develop another one. Um, but it was just a lot of quick little content for guys that didn't want to pay to go somewhere and learn it. Or mm-hmm. the main premise behind it was back when I started, before I got to meet all these guys, it was like, there wasn't this kind of attention or this kind of free giving information. Everybody's like, pay me two grand, pay me five grand. I'll 
give you the world. And you're like, dude, I don't have it. You know? Um, so I thought about that and I was like, this is only like 15 minutes of my time. You know, I know that there's somebody out there like me back in the day that's going to use this. And then there's some other guys that do it. And I was just like, this is awesome. Why yeah. not be part of it? And it kind of goes back to the roots of just helping people, you know, mm-hmm. like just being a good person. And that's kind of the other part about, I feel like that's transcended from jujitsu, whether you're teaching somebody else, something new in jujitsu to teaching somebody else, something new in business that you're good at. Um, one of the mentors I had said, Sean, you can't take this shit with you. Why are you not going to take some time to help somebody with it? Right. You're never too important. And you're never, ever that you're never over somebody that you can't help that. Right. Yeah. So always think about it. Like you always have the chance to bring somebody up and help them and never put down on them because anybody that nobody's ever done that to you. And if they have, they're probably not around in your life anymore. So that was the reason we created those channels. Um, it allows us to help other people. We get our information to people. They actually come and work with us. It, it does work. They do come sure. and work with us. That's cool. Um, but I mean, I've had people hit me up randomly. That I had no idea. Watch the show. You know, like, hey, man, you know, that one episode you did, like, that was crazy. You can't believe it. It's awesome. I did this, that, and the other, and it worked. You know, it's just like that kind of stuff. So it's really cool to see that um, and hear people's results off of something that you've done. It's kind of weird, right? You don't really, unless you're looking at the analytics behind it, you don't really look and see like who's watching it. You're just doing it. Yeah. And then you get somebody to call or write you or message you on one of your platforms. And it's just like, what? That's so cool. So that's how we started it. And that's where we're at doing it. So, Yeah. I've experienced the same uh, many times here. And, and you're right. It's just like, it's the idea of offering, just offering some value, some something to give them a reason because there's so much noise, right? We I said it to you yesterday, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And it's just like, you really have to make some noise in a way that people are like, okay, I'll give this guy a few minutes of my time. And, and you're not even asking for money, which is huge. And if it in some way makes their life better, they'll never, they will never forget that. Maybe you'll get the call for like the big thing, maybe not, but like your chances just went, went way up, you know, just became exponentially yeah. higher versus that guy that says, give me two grand, just yeah, give yeah, me yeah. two grand kid. And I'll make all your dreams come true. Yeah. It's so crazy. That mentality or that sales type or just how that person is or was just doesn't work for me, you know? And I've learned more experienced more and actually met more people. I didn't even realize it was a thing. It just started happening. I was like, Oh my God, we need to, keep going with this because this is awesome yeah. people are getting good information they're using it not only that but they're actually coming to us and bringing us deals like holy shit let's yeah. just keep going like this is awesome so absolutely that's great that's like it definitely should be the cornerstone they need to teach that shit in business school i don't know if they <laughs> if they do are you familiar with uh do you know um tony di silvestro and why not italian in uh in hampton roads he's all over uh-huh. uh i worked for him when i lived there many 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 years ago and okay. uh and he's hosting a show. I think he's on. I think he's hosting a show on FM ninety nine now. But uh, oh, okay, he talks about what's his name? Tony Di Silvestro, and he owns. He's like the head of all the why not uh, Italian oh. why not uh, pizzas throughout okay. Hampton Roads, and they've been up into Jersey, and now they're going up into like Fredericksburg and that area. Um, okay, they're, they're franchising. Uh, you should check him out and listen because he talks about that all the time. I mean, that's like that's his cool. bread and butter. And he's been in business for almost 30 years down there. Cool. So he's a Jersey guy. He's from up here, but he moved right. down there in like the early 90s. I, I started working for him in 93, <laughs> 92 that's or awesome. 93. And, uh, and up until I left. Um, and yeah, it, just invaluable lessons along this line. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. and we come back, Oh, carayu. We're going to talk about jujitsu. Hang tight, everybody. Corallo. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time 
on talkradio.nyc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We're back. Last portion of the show. <laughs> this gonna, one was too much that fun. That one. That one. That one was too much fun. So we're talking again with Sean Bowen. He's the founder of Full Circle Investment Group out of Hampton Roads, Virginia. Also operates wholesalingoutofthebox.com, which offers uh, free advice on investment in real estate, fix and flip, all, all things you need to know, short little bits, uh, emphasis on helping people. And you tied it in nicely. And it always happens in the third portion of the show. It's so amazing. Like, without me doing anything, it's just like this zen-like thing where in the third portion of the show, the guest unprompted always kind of brings it together. And you tied in learning jujitsu and how, like, you're just – it's this tradition. It's just passed on. You mentioned the older guys in the industry. Like, those are the guys to look to. Same with jujitsu. You're like, this is coming down, like, centuries and centuries, but, like, particularly really honing in on – coming from, you know, the original families in Brazil and, and, you know, their students being passed, you know, passing down this information. And it's strictly to help you to make your life better, to help you hopefully get out of a sticky situation. But like, if hopefully you never have to use it. But regardless, like just the regular training makes your life better. I love hearing Joe Rogan constantly say, like, you just do it because it makes your it makes you better. And if you, you want to get better at anything in your life, like, you need this daily kind of activity and problem solving, especially, like, my fantasy is to start, like, an entrepreneurship program that has daily jujitsu just oh, to sharpen yeah. the saw, just to be like, guys, oh, yeah. you need this because the problems are going to come. If you're a small business owner or a large business owner or an entrepreneur or whatever, like, this shit is going to hit the fan and you're going to be better prepared to do it if you're practicing problem solving on a daily basis and no way to better do that than to have some big ass dude on top of you <laughs> we're gonna start in, you. we're gonna start you in the bottom every time you're gonna yeah. be in the bottom position every time and you will have to work out of that once i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna fat boy you and you got to go <laughs> that's uh that's the line I, I get those guys at the gym with that all the time um you get a guy that's brand new he doesn't know any framing he doesn't know any bridging he doesn't know anything you know what i mean yeah. But yet he's watched a video on like, I can do worm guard. You're like, motherfucker, you're going to get jacked. <laughs> you're going to get smashed. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know what worm guard is. I'm glad I don't. <laughs> oh my God. It's horrible. Yeah. You, you see the guys nowadays that are with the gym stuff, you know, they're, they're very fancy and it's all this stuff that's uh, very tournament based, right? Cause it's yeah. all points and it's all uh, timing and it's all advantages and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's, it's really bad to the game of defense, right? So like mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a martial art to defend yourself, to be helpful in life. You know what I mean? And watching mm -hmm. these guys go in there and just, they, I'm literally, we had a guy come from the gym out of another gym. It was like a two stripe blue belt. 
And I was like, you can't bridge. You can't frame. I'm wrapping your head every single time. But yet you're trying to bear and bolo and get underneath right. me like spinning. Like, why? You know what I mean? So like I opened up. I was like, hey, man, you cool with like striking, like a little hand smack if you get hit? He's like, yeah, go for it. And like without any question, it was just like, wow, wow. <laughs> Swat. And he was like, what? <laughs> What's going on? I was like, yeah, man, like, I don't know what you're doing, but you've got zero fundamentals. I don't know yeah, why I, that is on you, but hey, man, if that's what works for you. <laughs> and was was he smaller than you? No, it's about the same size. Oh, about right. the same size, guys. I, I learned the hard way. Like, I don't, we don't do barambola or anything, but just inverting on a guy that's even just a little bigger than you, like, you're, you're, in, fuck, you're in fuck city then. And the oh, people yeah. that on the street... <laughs> So it's funny, Jake, the, the show Jacob and I did la- this past Sunday was about, we just talked about the difference between, like, sport and self-defense jujitsu. Oh, and, yeah. And how, like, impractical it can be. And and that, so we, I trained under, like, a bread and butter, hen, old school Henzo black belt here in the city, and he does none of that. It's just, like, nobody competes in his school. It is just, yeah, like, awesome. bread and butter, and you don't, like... You never turn your back. It's like none of that dumb shit. And, and again, the lessons in terms of business, you know, and I think people were doing the same shit in business. I know here, you know, you hear, you know, business owners all throughout New York City right now just crying. You know, yeah. there's just like a ton of crying. And sure, we've, we've been through some shit, but like everybody was a fucking bailout. And I feel like, you know, it's just like you if you were overextended, like you don't you don't that's not the time to cry for a bailout. And it's like, you're coming in trying these crazy tactics, you know, that don't, they don't apply and work in real life. Um, I, I feel like the lesson's the same. And fortunately we didn't do it and we didn't, you know, we got no loans or anything. We've done everything all on our own. It's just like, don't pull that silly shit. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, man. It's gotta yeah. be like bread and butter. You have to have foundations. And if you don't, I don't know. I don't know what to yeah, tell so you, I think one of the things that I like to say all the time between jujitsu and business is you have to learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Number one. Yeah, that's a big one. And I've told it to guys in jujitsu and I've told it to guys in um, business, right? So guys that are brand new to the business, they're they're like I can give them the freaking playbook, right? You can show them the playbook. And then as soon as the first little bit of what the fuck hits the fan yeah they're like ready to bail and i'm like dude why like this is where you got to deal with these pieces to get past it instead of like just throwing your hands up and giving up right so kind of the same thing in jujitsu where you get your like basic white belt might have a wrestling background like really good at that you keep throwing your head in there i'm gonna guillotine the shit out of you every time or i'm gonna loop talking about shit out of you you talking about my brother specifically? Oh, that guy. He, he get choke all the time when he, you know, his head here, head, head, put my head in right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think it's it's really cool for the fundamentals to understand that and actually put them in play. Yeah, and then that's where I I take it into business too. Yeah, jujitsu has. I heard guys say this when I first started, and I was like, all right, that guy's a hippie. He sounds all corny. You know what I mean? And then you get into it, you get through your first year. And you're just getting beat to shit. And then blue belt, you know, I'm only a purple belt, but blue belt, you're like, okay, cool. I figure some stuff out. I can bear on bolo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never done none of that. My fat ass is not turned upside right. down. <laughs> um, so like, I can get into training and having fun with it and then still information to teach somebody. But then now at this level, I feel like I've got a, a game. I'm just cleaning it up. I might add like a piece or here or there and make that piece cleaned up. But otherwise, I'm not doing any fancy pants shit. You know, like it's the same thing in jujitsu and the same thing in business. When you get fancy, you start getting away from the fundamentals you get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Um, and I have relayed that to so many times with guys that come to me to ask me about business. They've actually come and trained. Right. I was like, hey, man, like if you're interested, we do open mat on Saturday and Sunday. You know, if you want to come by and check it out. And he's like, well, so you can kick my ass. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll put you with like one of our girls and let, let's see what happens. And they're like, you're a dick. And I'm like, no, I'm just telling you, man, watch and see what happens. And it's so humbling to watch them. Right. And you're like, go with that chick. And she's like a purple belt or like a blue belt. And she's badass. You know, she's all fundamentals. All on your back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like backpack for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because when they're all said and done, we don't talk a lick of business, right? Not at the gym. I tell them ahead of time, like, hey, man, I'm not coming here to talk business. I'm coming here to train. This is my place where I do it. I don't talk shop. 
after shop or after here, we can go out and get lunch and talk business right. if you want. I just don't do it here. And uh, they're like, yeah, cool. And it's funny because it's a very different dynamic. It's a very different talk. It's all about learning. They're, it's not about this or that. It's just about jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to watch their brain just click off and only think about this. And I'd take that back to a guy that recently has been around for a while. Him and I have known each other for years. He's in the same real estate market. He's in commercial. I'm in residential. And um, he got into it. He's like talking to me and was like, yeah, I'm interested in getting into it. So he comes in, started training, and he's an old wrestler, right? So he came in, had a blast, and they stuck and stuck and stuck. And he finally got his blue belt. And then, you know, some more, you saw the light bulb start clicking and start zapping, right? Yeah. And then now you know he's just in it, man. It's so cool to watch something realm you're in in business enjoy and get as passionate in the same realm as something else that's just super big in your life that i can't i it sounds like such a hippie when i say this i don't, I don't nah, care but it's like nah. the positive and negative energy that comes out of doing this jujitsu game versus translating it to business is so uh parallel to each other i i just I do understand. We're getting a little, we're getting a little delay here on the Zoom, uh, and we gotta, we gotta wrap it up too. So, you froze up for the moment. I'm gonna tell everybody where to check you out. Check him out on wholesalingoutofthebox.com. Thank you, Sean, for coming on. Good, you're not frozen again. <laughs> you were, you were stuck. Oh cool. yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Great show. Keep it up. We'll have to bring you on Instagram live one time. Have a little fun. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll check in with you next week. Carayo. at www.talkradio.nyc now broadcasting 24 hours a day Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc We speak to people from business sport, military and politics all around what makes a great leader the personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a 
business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.